It's time to turn that midlife crisis into a midlife righteous with the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. How's everybody doing? Righteous. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Awesome. All right, so we are still in Gallowspire, but we have entered the city limits of Adarak, uh, which is also under the uh, umbrella of the the Radiant Fire explosion. Um, so it's got oh, all yeah. sorts of verdant growth. You guys have met quite a few adversaries, whether they be intelligent or just part of the new natural ecosystem. And uh, you are about to face your most recent one, uh, Gustari Fallenstag, one of the uh, knights who was originally part of the Second Crusade uh, when the Vigil of Old was looking for a new enemy to go fight because they were getting all stir-crazy. And uh, it went terribly, and the knights that they sent to uh, do the initial scouting uh, got all turned into grave knights, and they came back to Vigil, killed a bunch of people, stole Razni's body. The rest is history. Uh, But yeah, Gustari Fallenstag has uh, met you here in Adarak, claims that uh, she knows that you uh, are hiding Arasni, or at least know where she is. She has charged at Uhtred, and defying all odds, uh, not only hit Uhtred, but bypassed all of his mirrors astride her hippogriff mount. And I was just about to roll damage. All right, Uhtred, uh, you're going to take 35 points of damage, plus... Ooh. Eight points of acid damage. Oh. All right. Well, now we know her uh, her elemental alignment, so to speak. Yeah. She's acid-themed. So, yeah. Uh, good turn, Gustari. Uh, up next is Arginus. Arginus is... Um, I'm going to do disintegrate. Oh, shit. Uh, who are you disintegrating? Uh, I will remind you that there are three additional opponents... Uh, that Gustari kind of left in the dust. Um, Tom, how many disintegrates do you have prepared? It's, I'm not a prepared caster, but I can. Well, how many? Spl- could you do it more than once? I think I could do it two times. Before you do it, I would double check that if you like, you were to cast it on. I forget her name. The one that G- just hit G- me. Gustari. She's got Gustari. that magic armor. That one of the three ways to break it is with the disintegrate otherwise she basically regenerates after 10 days Nick. or in 10 days because i'd hate for you to hit her with a disintegrate spell and then axel's like cool she disintegrates but the armor just drops to the ground yeah. Nick, and then on. you're like fuck i used my disintegrate spell on her not the armor uh, stop it i'll say uh as a base, as a 12th level sorcerer, he can use Disintegrate three times a day, and I think he gets a fourth as a bonus spell, because his charisma should be <laughs> high enough for that. And that's the only 6th level spell that he has, so... Our genus is quite a charismatic fellow. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so you are targeting Gustari with Disintegrate? I am targeting Gustari with Disintegrate. All right, give me a ranged touch attack, please. Ranged touch, you say. We got some gates to get through. Yeah, yeah, I remember the gates. Uh, uh, are you going to move first to uh, get out of soft cover? Get a solid line of sight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, 
Is a that a nat- natural 20, It Kyle? is a natural 20. Roll to confirm, okay. buddy. All right, rolling to confirm here. That is a 25 to confirm. <laughs> That's going to confirm, but as I said, we got some gates. Okay. Now you have to make a caster level check versus her spell resistance. Oh, no. <laughs> Goddamn spell resistance. All right. Um, a 24. A 24 will match her spell resistance. Oh, nice. my God. Ugh. All right. Let's get a magic crit card. She'll, she still needs to make a fortitude save, but that crit card's going to apply no matter what. Yep. All right. So... I guess kind of appropriately, appropriately enough, this critical disintegrate is also corrosive. Double damage. And if it's an acid spell, the target takes 2d6 acid damage for 1d4 rounds. Oh, well, and it's not an acid spell, and she's immune to acid. Exactly. Damage, so. But still uh, dub- a double damage disintegrate. All right. So here's her fortitude save. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going Tom, to... Tom, just win this encounter? I'm going to roll it uh, on the screen. I have a feeling her fortitude save is probably pretty damn high. Yeah, not... She got a 27 on her fortitude save. That will pass, uh, so it defaults back down to 5d6, but you'd crit, so it's 10d6. Wow. So she passed her save and is still taking 10d6 damage. Mm-hmm. Let's get that damage. Uh, 39 Holy. damage. All right. Very nice. Oh, that was that was heart-wrenching. <laughs> uh, up Just, next is Teoblith. All right. Teoblith is going to take a five-foot step to the north so that he is... Uh, behind Thalias, the ghostly guy. And he's going to reach out and grab hold of uh, grab hold of Randolph's new scythe for a second. What? Don't let <laughs> and, him. And I'm going to use Tibla's going to use his uh, legacy weapon ability to give that scythe an extra uh, plus one and undead bane. Okay. okay, yeah. All right, and that's my turn. All right, uh, it is now the turn of the three daughters of Ergothoa hanging back. Uh, they each cast a spell, and then they're going to move up a little bit. Uh, can I spellcraft? Three what different did they spells. cast? Yeah. Uh, they each cast the same spell. 28. 33. They have each cast def- divine favor on themselves. Ooh, all right. Uter, that's a good one to steal. I got bigger fish to fry at the moment. <laughs> True. As a reminder, they are uh, they are not walking, but gliding through the air. They each uh, move 40 feet up after yep. casting their spells. Yes, they all have a 40-foot fly speed with perfect maneuverability. That's the one. Now it's Elxie's turn. Yeah, Elxie's going to charge right up at this bitch. Oh, Elxie. Here we go. That's a 36 to hit. 18 damage. Goes right through that magic DR. Alright, Elsie. And now we are back up to Utrid. Probably coughs up some blood. Psh, not that much. 
I'm going to cast... She had acid and electric immunity. Cold. Cold immunity. So electric, yeah. acid, and cold. Actually, she's immune to. Yes. Uh, but those are all the types of energy I do. Wah, wah. Uh, you could still do other spells, too, like for your spell combat. You could do a full attack and cast displacement on yourself. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an offensive spell. All right, I guess I'll do that. Cast a displacement and then uh, do my spell combat. Casting defensively is a concentration check. Yes. You can't critically fail a concentration check, right? Correct. Okay. Then I can't fail a third level spell because I have a 18 in my concentration and the DC is a 19 for third level. No, it's not. It's 15 plus double the spell level. Oh, it's not just the spell DC? No. Yeah. Um, and I had a 29, so I passed her. All good. Yep. Alright, so just gonna take a full attack with a keen Valo. The first one is a 32 to hit. 32 will hit. Okay, is she chaotic? No. Okay, so that's gonna be 10 slashing damage. Okay. And then the second attack is also a 32, but this one is a crit threat. Okay. And the confirmation is a 28. That will not confirm. Um, fuck it. I'm going to use my hero point plus four. Okay. So that's a 32 to confirm, right? Is it 32 to confirm? All right. That confirms. All right. Slashing crit. Oh, no. You gave her a paper cut. Nice. Um, this is actually huge. Uh, normal damage, but she takes a minus four penalty on attack rolls, skill checks, and ability checks for 1d4 rounds. Wow. Shit. Okay. All right. Well, let's roll a four, baby. Big money. Two. Okay. And I confirmed a critical, so now I can make a free casting thanks to my new arcana power to do a touch attack spell. That's true. And I'm going to use Arcana Theft. Oh, 32, baby. Wow. That definitely hits. All right, so... Make a caster a, level check. Spell resistance. No, uh, for the dispel. Well, oh. does dispel magic... Well, we'll use the 28 for spell resistance. <laughs> I don't... Hold on. I don't know if dispel magic is subject, is subject to... It is subject to spell resistance. All right. So... I need one last caster level check to dispel any active spell effects on her. Unfortunately, that is not high enough. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, all right. Could have ended there, then. Um, I don't think we ever went over the damage for the crit. It was 12. Okay, up next is Randolph. Yes, so I'm going to use my giant, um, Grim Reaping Scythe of Doom. Two, one, two, three, four. We're gonna go here, uh, and then Delias is gonna do a wicked flank. Check this out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hell yeah. So, attack for me. Powerfully, of course. Uh, 33. 
33 will hit. And it's 26 damage plus 10 acid and cold. I don't know what that means. Didn't it used to be acid? Yeah, but your new sa- your new scythe is a frost scythe, so it adds another a d6 of cold damage. But she oh. is immune to both acid and cold, so you can just ignore oh, yeah, that against be. her. <laughs> okay. All right, so how much well, damage are we talking? 26 and then ignore 10. But add another 2d6 from the bane on your scythe. It's 26 plus 6. And okay. So 6 from bane? Yep. Okay. Uh... Okay, great. So that's it for Randolph. And then Elias is going to welcome to the slam if you want to jam. Ooh, not as good. Uh, 23. 23 will not hit. Right. I suspected that. Okay. And uh, yeah, pretty All much right. it for me. Okay. So since her initial charge... Gustari has been hit by no less than five targets, four of which were, well, Thalys didn't hit her, but uh, she's been taking it from like every direction, and yet she is singularly focused on Uhtred. Remember, she has a minus four to everything, to her attack rolls, yeah. Oh, I'm going to use an immediate action to use up next turn swift action to boost my armor good call um also a reminder that um Uhtred and Elxie are both benefiting from Thalias's spiritual interference which oh, is a, yeah. a yeah what's that like another plus two it's a plus two shield bonus to your AC and a plus two circumstance bonus to your saving throws that's the good stuff all right here she goes she needed that to be a high roll. Uh, that's a 27. Oh, no, that missed. Oh, that one's even lower. That's a 20. She's not even taking mirrors right now. <laughs> and uh, then a 25. Bunch of big old wood fest on her. There's seven of me, and she couldn't even touch us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I was really nervous because last week you, your attack roll was yeah. like, in the 40s, and you yep. didn't say, like, oh, you know, a, a 19 a crit threat or something. Yeah. Dude, that was, uh, a, that was such a super flex right there. Like, she's not even touching mirrors. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just a little glimpse behind the curtain. Gustari is uh, a cavalier, and uh, here's a, a hot take for you. Cavaliers like to charge. Yeah, she was getting a hefty attack yeah. bonus from that charge in the first round. Yeah. Oh, she got an enormous attack bonus, and uh, and they also have this thing called challenge, uh, which is kind of yep. like a like diet smite. Uh, diet smite, I like that. <laughs> it goes so, down smooth. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so now she's not charging, and she's got a minus four. So, oh well. But yeah, she is just like a freaking berserker, just like swinging her battle axe at at Uhtred, who is uh, doing a very good job of evading all of her swings. It is now Arginus's turn. I don't think I'm gonna get lucky a second time with the <laughs> with what I got away last round. So uh, all you got to do is like move over here to get in line of sight of another disintegrate. No, I, I think what instead what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fireball down the lane over. Um, at least right. touching two of them. So are you hitting uh, middle and top or middle and bottom? I'll hit middle and top. All right. So I owe you two reflexes. 
Well, that's a natural one, followed by a 21. Uh, yeah, uh, that makes it. All right. All right, give me that damage. Uh, 36 damage. And then 18 for half. When the, the smoke clears, they don't look like they took a lot of damage. In fact, green looks like it is completely unharmed. Ugh. All right, well. No, like, seeing how things shaped up, that was uh, that was kind of bad luck, but oh well. Moving yeah. on. Because I remember these things didn't have any resistances or immunities. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they have some kind of evasion to it. That, uh, you, you did see them cast a cleric spell, so they could have access to other... Uh, divine magics uh, that might have helped them. But mm. going on to Teoblith. Okay. Teoblith is going to use that legacy weapon ability on himself to give his bow uh, undead bane. It's a standard action. And then he's going to move just, uh, just north a bit so he can get a... Uh, clean shot on Gustari if he needs to and can see some of the daughters of Ergothoa off in the distance just to get out from behind the people blocking my way alright it is now the daughter's turn all three of them are going to charge so blue's gonna charge on Randolph green's going to charge on Thalias and orange is going to charge on Elksy so I'll remind you that uh, each of these uh, undead ladies, uh, instead of a, instead of like their right arm, the the top half of their arm is just like this enormous scythe blade, and that is what they're using. And that blade is also carrying bubonic plague. Yes, you learned that with your knowledge check. That's a thirty-four to hit Randolph. What? Why Randolph? I, what did I do? You were charged at. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, 22 to hit Thalias. Ha! That doesn't hit. Okay. And holy shit. Uh, that was very close to being a critical threat on Elksy, but it was not. All right. So, right now, if you take 16 damage, and I need a fortitude save, please. And Elksy takes 15 damage. Fortitude's my good one. 26. Okay. Elksy got a 19, which is not going to pass. But Randolph, you did pass. Okay, uh, it has an immediate onset, so that means Elksy is going to take two points of con damage and is now fatigued. Fortunately, it ticks. It still ticks once per day, but yep, that sucks for Elksy. And it is now Elksy's turn. Oh, that that hurt Elksy quite a lot, but she saw how hard this uh, uh, the Grave Knight hit Uhtred, and everybody's been wailing on that Grave Knight. So Elksy wants to finish finish her off. So Elksy's going to take a full attack. Uh, so that Gore is gonna hit two hooves, one hoof hits, and one hoof misses. All right, that's a clean twenty damage altogether, and Uhtred. I know my goggles can't tell me because she's undead, but like physically, does she like appear to be laboring at all, or 
She is just fucking berserking at you. It's impossible to tell what state she is in. Okay, um, I'm gonna take a full round action, but I'm going to target her Phantom Steed to start with. And if I happen to kill the Phantom Steed and have any attacks left, whatever remaining attacks can be directed at her. Um, can you destroy Phantom, Phantom Steed? Phantom has an AC of 18, um, and it has 7 hit points plus 1 hit point per caster level. If it loses all the tip point, the steed disappears. Okay. Because I'm afraid we're going to get her close to being dead, and then she's going to just fucking piece the fuck out. Or back up and try and charge us again. <laughs> so let's try and not let that happen. The first attack is a 26 to hit, which hits the fantasy with an AC of 18. But also, if she has the mounted combat feet, she can you know, make she'll a ride check. That's true. Which she does. Listen, that's fucking Tom's thing, not your thing. (laughs) (laughs) You can't play against two DMs every week. All right, so I believe mounted combat works. It's like once per round if your mount is targeted, you make a ride check. Yep. If the result is higher than the result of the attack, then then it dodges. All right, so that is a 34 ride. All right, so that one misses. All right. Next one's a 28. She can't do that again. She can't do that again, so 28 hits. All right, so that's 12 slashing damage. Okay. So I'm assuming she's got a little HP left. Um, Her hit die is probably higher than five. Seven plus one HP per hit die. All right. Her caster level. Yep, that Phantom Steed is still still kicking. All right, well, here comes my uh, hasted attack. That's a 35 to hit. And that's a crit threat, and the confirmation's a 44. Uh, yeah, that hits, and that Dang. confirms. All right, Matt. All right. Give it to me. So for this Phantom Steed, uh, get a severed spine. For the record, I am totally cool with Uhtred burning a crit on this Phantom Steed. <laughs> uh, double damage and 3d6 dex damage, which can be halved with a fort save. Yeah. All right, so this Phantom Steed is obliterated with that second hit. I'm totally fine with wasting a crit on her, too, because I'm Uhtred and, like, I'm, I'm going to get crits anyways. Yeah, pretty decent strategy, Uhtred. And it's now Randolph's turn. All right, I'm going to take pretty decent strategy and throw that right out the window in full swing. Oh, that's Mondo. Uh, 35 to hit? Yeah, 35 will hit. For 26 damage. And now instead of re-rolling that 2d6 i'm just gonna say eight bane so 26 plus eight bane and then the second attack is a 28 28 hits yes for 27 plus eight bane yo matt that bane god (laughs) shit is ridiculous dude dude new scythe who dis bane on it like that's unbelievable yeah the bane is like plus three damage plus 2d6 on top of it it's so freaking nice Yep. All right. With that second Bane swing, uh, Randolph downs Gustari. Ooh, that felt good. Especially all the damage you guys put into her right before that. (laughs) You can. You can actual scything. Yeah, and you can now take a five foot step and take your third scythe attack from haste. That's what I'm gonna do. And Thalys is gonna do the same thing. You know, five foot step and full attack. The other one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me finish my attack before we get a stoked on the lies. And here's my third attack. Oh, it's a 28. 28 will hit. Sweet. And this one is uh, 17. And are they resistant to acid and cold? I don't remember what we discussed. Uh, I know Uhtred asked about it, and you you said they had no resistances or immunities to any elements. Yeah, but I, I don't know if these I ones made are sure special. To, to word it in a way that you had to <laughs> right. couldn't slip one behind me. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might have still managed to do that. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, if you flat out lied, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, a daughter of Ergothoa has no natural energy resistances or immunities. How about I say that? So I guess you have to roll another 2d6, Joe, for the bane. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So hold on. What are where where are we at with the uh, damage? So it's seven. Or I'm sorry, 27 plus six acid and cold plus five bane. Yes. It it seemed to take all of both of those. Uh, okay. All right. How about Thalias? Oh yeah, he's coming. Uh-oh. Oh no, Thalias! Natural one. <laughs> 26 to confirm. 26 is not confirmed. Yes! Uh, so ignore that one, and then slam two. 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Alright, and that'll be for 13 damage plus 6 fire. Dude, I'm an elemental machine now. How did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's incredible. Uh, it seemed to ignore the 6 fire damage. Whatever. I don't need that fire damage anyway. Alright. Uh, oh wait, there's look, more. Yep. Yeah. The haste attack. 18. 18 will not hit. That's all right. It's a pretty okay turn for Joe. Yeah, dude, I'm juiced. I need to be in large <laughs> For Joe, what are, you, what are you trying to get at? <laughs> I get so many turns. It feels like <laughs> they're all my turns. Yep. Even your guys' turns are my turns. I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> all right, up next is our genus. Our genus is going to... Let's do the lightning balls. So okay, I create two lightning balls, and they're going to uh, or uh, yeah, they're gonna go top and middle. All right, it's a nineteen and a ten. Ball lightning is a twenty, so both All right. fail. All right, give it to me. So twelve damage to the top one, and then uh, eleven damage to the middle one. All right, Diabluff. All right. He's had a slow start. Yep, it's been a lot of prep work, but Teobleth is going to take a five-foot step to the south, and he is going to unload full attack, rapid shot, uh, starting with the southernmost daughter of Ergothoa. All right. And I'm going to use my sudden insight to give the first shot, the many shot, a plus six bonus. Okay. So full attack, and we'll deadly aim this. So that's a 31 on the first shot. That'll hit. Okay. That's whew, um, 18 and 23. That's 41 damage from the many shot. Oh, not oh. bad. Hold on. 41 plus another 16 from Bane. Went from not bad to pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. only 57 damage. Mm-hmm. The uh, second shot, the rapid shot, is 26 to hit. 26 will hit. 
So that is 18 damage plus another 7 Bane. And then... Uh, that was 25. Yep. And then 20 to hit. 20 will not hit. Okay. And then the hasted attack is also a 20 to hit. 20 will still not hit. How about that? Alrighty. Uh, it is now the daughter's turns. I can't believe that blue one's still up. Yep. Well, it's because I was hitting the southernmost one that I don't think has been touched yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to trying to like try to blow that one up, and I just had two shitty rolls. After getting absolutely riddled with arrows, the orange daughter of Earth though is going to fly over to Teobleth. I mapped it out, and she can just go around the corner, uh, keeping away from Uhtred and Elxie, and not provoke. Uh, she doesn't bother avoiding our genus because she doesn't. She assumes that the sorcerer will not take an attack of opportunity. That is correct. And she's going to uh, take a swing at Teobleth. Okay, I'll use my uh, danger sight as an immediate action to give myself a plus six to my EC. All right, I'm perfectly fine with you wasting resources. That's a twenty-one to hit. That's a miss. Or, excuse me, twenty-three. That's a miss. Okay, uh, so now it's blue and green, and they are going to full attack on Randolph and Thelias. Respect me? What did I do? <laughs> you continue to exist. Oh, yeah, and I beat them up a whole bunch. It's your time. greatest crime. And you did cut down their leader. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for the reminder, guys. Yep. All right, big claw coming in. It's a 34 to hit. This is messy. Yeah, that hits. All right. Baby Claw coming in. 27 to hit. Nope. Okay. And Thelias, Big Claw, 33 to hit. Oh, yeah. Just barely, though. And 20, 23 to hit. Uh, nope. Okay. You take 16 points of damage on the Fortitude save from Randolph. And Thelias takes 12 points of damage, and I'll need a Fortitude save for him. Elias rolled a six on his fort. All right. So Elias contracts bubonic plague and immediately takes two points of constitution damage. <sighs> I, we get this bubonic plague like all the time, don't we? Why does it sound so familiar? Uh, Elsie just contracted plague. it. Uh, all right. What did Randolph get for his fortitude save? Yeah, he got much higher. 26. All right. Randolph is clean. Damn, Randolph. Yeah, dude. Randolph's fort is godly. Fucking plus 18. As long as it's fort. Yeah, as long as it's fort, I'm good. All right. Uh, Arginus. Um, Arginus is... Uh, so those uh, uh, those two uh, electric balls are going. Yeah. Uh, I owe you another couple reflex saves. Uh, so that's a 19. Does not pass. And a 26. That passes. All right. So I, th- I believe Only... reflex completely negates. Yep. Uh, that's a 13 damage. All right. And then let's go with uh, some kill fetty. Okay. You target him with that kill fetty. Uh, I'm gonna target orange. And it's deadly confetti. Thank you. De- okay. Deadly <laughs> confetti. <laughs> what is the actual name? Spell. Betty Spaghetti. Parchment Swarm. It's probably not that. I like Confetti Spaghetti. <laughs> that is uh, 24 Reflex. That passes. And it is 12d6. 
33, so goes down to 16. You guys are spreading out this damage nicely. <laughs> okay, up next is Teobleth. All right. All right. I think you uh, skipped mine and Elksy's turn. Mm, didn't Arginus just go? Yeah, but like after <laughs> after my last turn, the the three enemies went, and then you went right to Randolph and Thalias. Yeah, uh, my bad. So let's do Elksy real quick. Right, Elksy is going to five foot step north west and full attack on the daughter of Ergothoa who is harrowing Teoblith. I'm gonna go for power attack. That's a hit with the gore. Miss with one hoof and a miss with two hooves. Mineral on the damage for 15. All right, and Uhtred. Okay, I'm gonna do the same thing. Take a five foot step up to the orange one. Okay. And full attack. Elksy Alrighty. knows what's what. <laughs> uh, first attack is a 26 to hit. 26 hits. Okay, are these ones chaotic? No. Okay, uh, it's gonna be 11 slashing damage. 11 slashing damage will be enough to finish off that daughter ah. of Urgothoa. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I can't do anything else. No, nothing's in range of me, and I can't take any movement. All right. Sounds like we skipped you. Well, I mean... Hey, thing got that thing out of my face. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All right, now it's Teoblitz's turn. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll uh, take a five-foot step to the northeast. Give myself a little cleaner shot, even though these, these creatures are bigger, and I'm assuming like five feet off the ground and i'm going to full attack rapid shot haste all that with deadly aim okie dokie so uh sorry starting with the blue one and going mm-hmm. down so that is uh 29 to hit on the blue one 29 will hit so with the many shot that is let's see 17 and 22 is 39 and 14 is 53 damage. All right. 53? 53. Wow. Many shot Bane. Uh, that will finish off that daughter of Urgothoa. Okay. And then turning my attention to the green one is a 20 to hit, which I know does not hit. But then a 29 to hit. 29 will hit. And that is uh, 30 damage. And then the hasted attack is a 23 to hit. 23 does not hit. Yeah. All right. And it is the remaining daughter of Ergothoa's turn. And she's going to keep fucking targeting Thalias. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 25 to hit with the big claw. Nope. And a 29 to hit with the little claw. Nope. And... That's back to Elksy and charge. Yeah, Elksy's going to charge. Uh, in closing the last five feet of distance, Elksy is going to provoke. That's a 32 to hit, and it being Elksy, that definitely hits. <laughs> 15 damage. All right, and now Elksy's going to bring the pain. Power attack staying on. It's a 26 to hit, and that hits. 
for 20 points of damage. Uhtred. All right. Uh, I'm going to charge her. Yeah, no. go for it. Womp, womp. Ooh. Natural one. Okay. Uh, 28 to confirm. 28, actually 30 with the charge. Uh, will, uh, will not confirm. All righty. All right. Will she make it to another round? Randolph. She will not, probably, because I'm going to... Take a five-foot step through and full attack. All right. Cut her down. Big money, no whammies. Ooh, 26. Oh, thank God. Uh, 24 damage and 12 acid and cold. And everyone's favorite, four bane. Okay. She's still up. Oh, no, really? Yeah. All right. Well, for my next trick, I'm going to roll a natural one. Uh, and let me confirm that one. All right. And th- this will be the second attack that shows up because that'll be the appropriate okay. yep. penalties. Yep. yep. Oh, oh, thank God. 31. Yeah, that will confirm. not confirm. Okay. And oh, my third attack, though, is the 22. 22 will not hit. Oh, come on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I've got more. Thelias okay. time. Yep. This bitch is going down. For what she did to my boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, Thelias. 31 to hit. 31 hits. For 16 damage plus 3 fire. All right. She ignores the fire, but she totally dies otherwise. Yeah, because she was going to get it again with that next attack. Thelias <laughs> yeah. came, came out slamming. All right, good work, everyone, mostly me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a... Uh... A pretty, uh, pretty action-packed fight, but it's all over now. Yeah, what that was do? wild. Uh, I am gonna walk up and take whatever I can off of this grave knight before, before uh, our genus disintegrates her. <laughs> <laughs> all right, she's got. And if I remember correctly, um. He has to specifically disintegrate the armor. Like, isn't is that like Correct. the the power focus for the? Yes. Yeah. It is. Grave knights are a sort of martial lich. So, uh, like, the armor be, is kind of like her phylactery. In a way, yeah. Liches are still, uh, I'd say, a shade or two uh, more uh, narratively uh, powerful than grave knights. But yeah, grave knights are are. Definitely, uh, you can you can make entire campaigns around them. They're pretty cool. Uh, okay, so yeah, I got a list here of uh, her gear. Uh, first, we got Van Braces of the Tactician. These Van Braces change their appearance depending on who wears them. If the wearer is a cavalier, the Van Braces display the symbol of their order. When unworn or in the hands of a non-cavalier, they appear to be an ordinary pair of steel Van Braces. Cavalier wearing these van braces is considered two class levels higher for purposes of determining the effects of their challenge class feature. Furthermore, once per day as a swift action, a cavalier with a tactician class feature can increase the area in which he grants teamwork feats. Before the end of his next turn, when the cavalier grants his allies a teamwork feat, he can grant it to all allies in 60 feet, though they must still be able to see and hear him. So a dang very valuable item for this group. Uh, her her armor is plus one dastard full plate. I mean, we have to destroy the armor anyway, so don't get your hopes up, boys. <laughs> well, so yeah. Question on that: Can I yeah. use dispel magic instead? on what? 
Yeah, by destroying it. Well, uh, no, uh, the uh, it specifically. You want to know if you can use a third level spell finish. instead of a six level spell? Do the same thing. Uh, no. All right, so the dastard property. Not that it's going to matter because it's probably getting destroyed, but. Uh, this armor special ability works only for evil creatures with the challenge ability, such as cavaliers, or the smite good ability, such as anti-paladins. Uh, aware with one of these abilities grants a plus two profane bonus to AC against attacks from the chosen opponent. So uh, her AC was too higher uh, for Uhtred as the target of her challenge. She has a plus one heavy steel shield with shield spikes. You would know from your knowledge checks that the shield is not part of her armor as far as the being a Grave Knight spiel is concerned. Okay. Uh, she has a plus two Valiant Battle Axe. This property can be placed only on melee weapons. When a cavalier wielding a Valiant weapon targets a foe with his challenge ability, it's like she's a cavalier or something. Uh, the Valiant weapon deals an additional 1d6 points of damage against that foe. The wielder receives a plus 2 bonus on combat maneuver checks made to disarm or sunder a challenged foe's weapon, as well as a plus 4 bonus to his CMD against disarm and sunder attacks from that foe. Fuck, she got a free disarm attempt on Uhtred when she charged, and I totally forgot. I got a uh, gauntlet. Oh, damn, you're right. Uh, whatever. I built Uhtred. That was a, one of the few things I bought before we started. And that yeah, was like right. the one thing you started in Ruslar's <laughs> yeah. tomb with in the Dead Roads was your No fucking... sword, but boy, I got a long gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has a Masterwork Composite Short Bow, key to a Strength Modifier of plus six. She has a Cloak of Resistance plus two. Uh, and she carries a banner with the flag of Geb embroidered in platinum, which is worth 1,100 gold. Okay. And that's it. Um, can I get some heals? Yeah, and uh, how can I get rid of Thelias' plague? Cure disease. Yep, remove disease would be oh, the one. Wait. I think uh, one of our uh, beads does this. Uh, I got you covered, too. How, how's that? Uh, one of my... My uh, focus abilities is <laughs> called Purge Corruption, which, like, explicitly functions as I, it functions as either neutralize poison or remove disease, using my occultist level as the caster level. Okay. Nice. All right. So, if anybody has remove disease, you can cast that. Uh, Tia Blith's uh, focus ability, Purge Corruptant. Purge Corruption will remove disease, and you also have the Bead of Healing, which you've... But wait, there's more. Yeah? I finally figured out my Healing Hands shit, yeah. so I want to I start with that. Okay. D does that cure diseases? Oh, sorry. No, not diseases. <laughs> I, I meant mean... for, like, the, the group healing. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, stoked to use it, so... I mean, if you want to... Don't toss any actual heals. Cure some diseases, sure, because I can't. But all right, let me try my hands at these healing hands when it comes time for hit points. All right. So I believe both Elxi and Thalias contracted the plague. Correct. Yep. So I'll start with uh, one purge corruption each on them. So I need a caster level check for each of them against the DC of the disease. So there's a 27 for Thalias. That'll do it. Ugh, and a 14 for Elksy. I will not do it. All right, I'll try one more time. Same result. So, Elksy, you got to wait a little bit. <laughs> okay. Dang. All right. 
okay. Uh, someone was going to do something about healing hands. Yeah, I want to wave my healing hands around. Right. Get everyone like a bunch of HP. Alright, Elksy's missing some hit points. Alright, make a line. Uhtred, you're first, because I saw you take the most. And now, stick with me, because I'm not, I'm not super sure how to do this. <laughs> I'm going to treat deadly wounds, and I can do that five times per day. Mm -hmm. And the hit point healed is... Do you make a heal check? Okay, for, I'll do that first. Heal check coming up. Oh, 39. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. So we're in it now, boys. Uh, that I believe that will heal a number of hit points equal to Uhtred's level, plus your wisdom modifier, plus your ranks in knowledge planes. Okay. So Uhtred's level 12, my wisdom mod is 5, and then my ranks in knowledge planes. Mm -hmm. That's the so that's twelve because I maxed it. Okay, so that heals so 20, 29. 29, Yes, nice. I am unlocked, dude. I'm unlocked. That's just a heal check. That's not even a spell. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm not full, but I could get away with like, dude. The weakest I got these hands. Spell. Don't not yeah, no, no, no. I literally only need nine more. So like, whatever. Literally, your DK spell. Right. Save your hands for someone who needs them. All right, I'll cure light you. Yep. How many uh, healing hands per day do you get? Five. Oh, six, sorry. Nick. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> okay. I don't think four is going to be the make or break. You can use he uh, healer's hands a number of times per day equal to your ranks and knowledge planes. So you can do that you 12 do times a day, Joe. Holy shit. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah, line up. Let's go. Let's keep doing this. <laughs> Uh, Who's next? I think Elksy. you and Thalias and Elksy, yeah. All right, here we go. This is for Elksy. 33 heal. So mm. hit uh, die plus 5 plus 12. Yep. So it's, it's always 29, I believe. Well, Elksy has a different number of hit die, actually. Okay. Um, but that will fully heal Elksy. All right. Now for me, 27. So Do that will so that will only be your level plus your wisdom modifier. You need a 30 for the knowledge planes. Okay. It's a 20 for the target's level. Right, right, 25 right. Okay. to add your wisdom modifier. 30 to add uh, ranks. Okay. So that's uh, 17. And I'll hit myself again. That's 29. And then Thalias is the last boy. I think anything will do it for him. He's not too hurt. Oh, <laughs> 40. Natural 20. Let's go. Thalias is full. All right, so I used five charges and i still have seven wow fucking stoked that's awesome does my con damage go away on thelias because he's not diseased anymore or is that some sort of lingering bullshit yeah he will no longer be taking ability damage every time it ticks but the ability damage does not go away when you remove the disease oh dang okay so i mean you can hit him with a lesser restoration that'll do 1d4 okay all right playing mr fix it Let's do a little lesser restoration. He complains about having to do all the healing and then gets really butthurt if anyone else does any healing. Shut the fuck up, Matt. Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone's good. I counted for my spells, and I'm going to keep track of the healing hands. All right. Elksy is also missing two con. All right. Elksy gets her con back. And just throwing it out there. Uh, so Teoblith, uh did his uh, three attempts for remove disease. 
Uh, Elsie yeah. still has her disease. You do have the bead of healing, uh, which once what you've been using it for is that once per day cure serious. Uh, but yeah. it has two other functions that share the once per day function. So you can either do cure serious or you can do remove blindness deafness or you can do remove disease. But it's only a caster level fifth. What's the one that I have that does if I take half damage, I get like a fat heal? Is that the Oh that's your amulet you're talking about? Oh that's my amulet? Yeah. Alright, cool. Let's bust out the bead. Alright. What do I need to roll? Uh well D twenty plus five. So not a he great chance. Yeah. Yep. Uh geez. That's a tenor. <laughs> Alright, that will also fail. Okay. Uh what do you guys do? Keep uh, wipe the sweat off my brow from all the healing. Uh, um, let's have a uh, yeah. Let's, dis- let's disintegrate this grave knight. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, all we've right. got like, well, it was like a one d ten days or something before she starts coming back. But mm-hmm. I'd rather just not have her come back. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so this armor is magical, and that means that the armor does get a saving throw to. Re- to re- uh, reduce the damage to 5d6. Can I dispel that magic? It's not magic. It's a fortitude save. Like, but what time does that like He can't, if he was to try and dispel the magic of the armor to like suppress it, that's not something he can do. I don't think dispel magic can do that. Um, it can target an object to remove a spell on it. Okay. Uh, if the object that you target is a magic item, you can dispel magic check against the item's caster level. If you succeed, all the item's magical properties are suppressed for 1d4 rounds, after which the item recovers its magical properties. Suppressed item becomes non-magical for the duration of the effect. Uh, so yeah, you you can do that. You can uh, piggyback uh, dispel magic on that, and uh, you need to make a caster level check, but you can do that. Um, 16. So a 16 does successfully dispel the breastplate. So for the next 1d4 rounds, it is a non-magical breastplate. Okay. And then uh, disintegrate. Okay. Uh, Arginus uh, fires a, a green beam of energy at the breast at the uh, the full plate armor. And we're going to have a little flashback. Oh, shit, yeah. Arginus, the following scene plays before your eyes. We stand in a large stone chamber, grand relief carvings and other ornate details in the stone walls and columns are made easily visible from the ample sunlight pouring in through the semi-open far wall. It appears to be a great hall, perhaps used for ceremonies or feasting. Through the large stylized gaps in the wall, we can see rich desert sands resting upon a black stone city complete with several black pyramids. The city almost fully obscures a large harbor beyond, looking out at a vast ocean. As our sight adjusts to the beautiful architecture set against the deep red evening sun, we begin to detect the hidden rot, the sickly sweet scent that betrays this opulent place for what it truly is. A woman is shoved into our view. She staggers back before collapsing to the stone floor, She immediately begins to climb to her feet, but her laborious movements suggest she's fighting against heavy fatigue or injury. She gets to her feet and draws her battle axe with a defiant growl, and with a shock we recognize we're looking at what must 
be a once-living Gustari Fallen Stag. Her full plate armor is still pristine, and while it's clear she's in rough shape, her still beautiful face lacks any horrific burns, and she otherwise appears to be in peak health. She glares at someone out of sight, someone apparently standing behind us to our right. <sighs> you may have caught me, but you'll never break me. As though answering her challenge, a majestic high screech calls from beyond the partial wall behind Gustari. Without looking, her glare falters in a brief flash of familiarity. She turns around in time to spot a growing silhouette soaring through the open space in the wall. The flying creature circles the room once before touching down several dozen paces away from Gustari. The tired knight stares dumbstruck at the beautiful creature, the size of a horse with the front half of a giant teal-feathered eagle. It must be the still-living version of the hippogriff mount you saw the Grave Knight riding. Gustari gawks at the hippogriff, which stands facing her, fidgeting with agitation. Gustari turns to look behind us again. What is this? I saw her fall. I felt her last breath. Do you think I'm stupid enough to think this is real? Without warning, the hippogriff charges at Gustari, snapping its deadly hooked beak inches from her face as she pulls away. Despite her bravado, Gustari doesn't take the offensive. As the hippogriff continues to lash out with every intention to kill, the knight blocks and dodges, and we can see her face contort with grief. She can only evade for so long, though, and her vambraces are torn apart as the hippogriff lands a blow with its deadly front talons. Gustari lets out a roar of pain, and she takes one last mournful look at the thing pretending to be her trusted steed before going on the offensive. The two exchange blow after blow, sickle beak and dagger claws against spiked shield and curved axe, silhouetted against the deep red setting sun. Finally, with a desperate shield slam and the backswing of an axe, the hippogriff's throat is cut open. After rearing back one final time, the beast falls to the stone floor, blood pooling along the cracks in the tiles. Gustari wheezes, and her shoulders heave as she looks down at the slain doppelganger. A minute passes while she catches her breath. Finally, she looks up at the person behind us with a sneer. Another minute passes. She looks back down at the hippogriff, but now a glimmer of doubt swims in her eyes. She looks back up past us, the doubt in her eyes growing until it blossoms into panic. Her axe and shield hit the stone floor, and with a hard clatter, she kneels down in the growing pool of blood, running her hands through the bloody, sticky plumage of her fallen hippogriff. Her hands navigate with acute familiarity over the beast, as though searching for very specific details. A flaw in the patterning under the left wing, the unique and almost imperceptible dip in the top of its third vertebrae, the small, scimitar-shaped scratch under its right hoof. With each new detail confirmed, Gustari grows more panicked until she plucks one of the few unblemished feathers with a trembling hand and holds it up to her face. With a look of abject horror, she inhales through her nostrils, and the airy smell of hay and pine shoots through Gustari's heart. Her surroundings forgotten, she sobs as she throws herself bodily onto her lifelong companion, grief and guilt tearing at her soul. The scene fades with her cries, but it's not over. We come back to the same great hall. It's another day. Gustari stands before us again, but the hippogriff is gone. 
She looks past us with the fragility of one in mourning, but holds herself with commendable bravery. There's nothing more you can do to me. I told you. You won't break me. On cue, a majestic high screech calls from beyond the partial wall, and the true, horrific reality sets into Gastari's face. She doesn't turn to watch the hippogriff soar into the magnificent chamber. Even as it lands several dozen feet away from her, she merely stares past us, gripped in sorrow and denial. Finally, though her sorrow remains, her denial sets into defiance. I was unprepared yesterday. I admit, you did break me, but not enough. She turns to the fidgeting hippogriff. I'm sorry, old friend. We must both be strong. And the hippogriff charges. With her stance firm from the start, though, Gustari doesn't give the beast any room for an advantage. In half the time as before, and with half the injuries, she slays it. Again, she falls to her knees upon victory. Today, though, she merely stares at the ground, desperate for the anguish to ebb. The scene fades, and we come back again. The hippogriff lands near Gustari, and they battle again, and again. On the fifth day, though, as the hippogriff lands, Gustari throws down her axe and shield, glaring past us. I'm done. You'll have to just kill me. The hippogriff charges. The knight is knocked to the ground by the enormous beast, and after getting crushed inside her compressed armor, Gustari's throat is torn apart by a hooked beak. The scene fades, and we come back. Gustari stands before us, tears falling from her eyes, staining the dusty floor as she looks past us in desperation. Please, I never before comprehended such torture. Please just stop this. And the hippogriff lands. She releases one final choked sob before turning slowly to her beloved steed, and the fighting continues again and again and again and again. Gustari abandons all composure, all dignity, down on all fours before her most recent victory. I'll tell you anything, anything. That's what you want, isn't it? Please. Just tell me what you want. I'll do it. Just don't let me wake up again. And again, the evening sun begins to cast new shadows as the days turn into months and the seasons change as we watch the ceaseless combat. Gustari abandons even her pleas, knowing that the only way to end the pain until tomorrow is to win one more time. And again. And then we see a turning point. The hippogriff falls to the ground, and we can see the life leaving its eyes, but it's not truly dead yet. Seeing this, Gustari raises her axe and buries it into the poor creature's skull. Instead of pain, we can see the seed of something else take hold of Gustari. Satisfaction. The sun continues to shift outside, and with each new day, Gustari's bloodlust grows. Again and again. Finally, we see Gustari standing in the same chamber. Her face has permanently contorted, matching the fractured state of her mind and soul. She looks now to be ragged, malnourished, and unhinged. She stands before us, looking out toward the city, but there is no majestic high screech. She turns to look past us. Well? She turns impatiently back to the city. More silence. Where is it? She whirls around, glaring past us. Call it! There's no response. Gustari begins to fidget with desperation. What's wrong? Where is it? She grows more anxious, more desperate with each passing second. Did I do something wrong? 
her axe and shield clatter to the ground. Please, please call it here. Please, I need to kill it. Please let me kill it. And then another voice can be heard. A haunting, echoey voice. You're ready. And the scene ends. And we'll see you next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Damn, dude. See ya. That's pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up. I got last a week.